This Metatainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor Metaventure. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor. G'day and thanks for listening to or watching the Wine and Cheese of the Metaverse Show. I'm Ben Sixdad here with my co-host Mochies for episode number 83, recording on Friday the 5th of May for Cheese, which is Saturday the 6th for me. Today we talked Upland in all its splendor and looked into the Metaverse articles, taking a deep dive into Poaps. Yes, so get ready for our particular brand of crap. <laughs> and I fucked that up, so let me just do that <laughs> bit again. Yes, so get ready for our particular brand of crap and dive yourself on into the latest shitty episode of The Worst Show Ever. I love that. Wine and cheese. Time for wine and cheese. Wine and cheese. Time for wine and cheese. Cheese. One is a wanker, one's like it's Thomas. One's from Australia, one's from the Bronx. Wine and cheese in the metaverses show. I messed up my joke. Uh, more cheese here. Episode eighty three. I'm here with Ben sixty eight. How you doing, Ben? <laughs> We're here. And just being here is half the battle. Sometimes that's true. <laughs> yes, that is true. Yes, sippy sippy cups. Yeah, not doing okay. But as I. Thing I mentioned in the UD podcast, a bit out of touch with everything that's got going on, but luckily you've got your finger well and truly on the pile on the pulse, your fingers in the pies, <laughs> etc. Now we're yes. gonna kick off. Gonna kick off with some crypto stuff. Um I don't know, Chase, are you aware that the XRP Ripple had been going through a big scare in relation to SEC investigations? No, I haven't. So there's a big thing where you know, is it a security? Is it not a security? There's people, it was a big heap of fight associated with it. Um, but it appears, wow. according to this headline, Ripple is going to win big as Judge Torres ruled against SEC. Wow. This question posed here Will the Ripple price explode to a dollar? Report. What is yes. it now? Um, I've got that here. Let's have a look. Now we're down to oh, 47 cents. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we, we have been up over a dollar before, dollar fifty. I grabbed a bag way back in 2018, I think it was. Oh wow. And I, I tapped mine out in the pump here somewhere. I since in my dollar cost averaging in that um when we were under one trillion market cap when I was dollar cost averaging, I picked up a little bag, but it was just for pure speculation. Wait and see, because I kind of knew this was brewing. But yes, um, it says here, Ripple's chances against the SEC have been further reiterated as positive based on new evidence provided by attorney Jeremy Hogan. The likely positive ver verdict can push the price of XRP beyond the key resistance level of $1. 
course, not financial advice. Do your own research. Take everything with a grain of salt. Now, they're saying resistance level of $1. You're a chart analysis. Does that seem fair? I don't see any resistance there at a dollar. It's a, it, a dollar is always a psychological resistance level. All right. And if I'm jumping out this? at you there. This is uh, for the That's week? That's the weekly. I'll go <clears> to <throat> the monthly. Maybe that'll show a better picture. Uh, again. Well, it might fill the gap. Yeah. It looks like, it, see, it looks like a head and shoulders, which is for me a bad thing. I like an I like a reverse head and shoulders, yep. but as long as it keeps it stays above, um, the resistance, like, it, yeah, it's just it's too soon to see. We yeah, have I to see that's... what it does next. The kind of historical resistance is more in that 50 to 60 cent range. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, well, that kind of news can only can only help yeah. things. Pump that. Yes. Um, wow. While ruling for the Ripple Labs uh, legal brawl with the US SEC is expected <laughs> to be announced soon, Attorney now, Jeremy Hogan has dropped an interesting update on a pertinent issue involving the market regulator. What did the SEC have against Ripple? Oh, don't quote me on that one because I never did much research into it. Let's have a look. It might say it here. On Twitter, Hogan highlighted that Judge Torres previously rendered a verdict against the SEC in a matter involving mining firm Rio Tinto, blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> um, Jeremy Hogan here has tweeted, I was just reminded of a case in which Judge Torres ruled against the SEC on a key issue. The SEC appealed and the appealate court upheld Judge Torres. Just don't ask how long the whole process took. And I can't, I'll have to go to grandpa's size to read that. <laughs> he highlighted here, what is he highlighted? <clears throat> the SEC asked Judge Torres to reconsider her ruling in light of um, Italics Lorenzo, but Judge Torres declined to do so. She explained that while Lorenzo made clear that dissemination of false information provides a basis for scheme liability. Ah, it's all lawyer jargon. I don't know. I don't know. It's that's a tricky one. Attorney Hogan supplied a page from Morrison Forrester. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, none of that kind of stuff really matters to me. Like I said, I I didn't dive in too heavily. Yeah, but I am having a little speculative gamble there. Um, implications of a possible victory. Yeah, th this is what's pertinent to me at least. A possible victory for Ripple against the SEC could have significant implications for the crypto industry. Consequently, a favorable ruling for Ripple could result in increased regularity, clarity for the cryptocurrency industry. Yeah, obviously, if the SEC was going to rule against Ripple, that would have a knock-on effect on a wide swathe of other kind of shitty coins. Yeah. Um, and the opposite is true too. So, yeah, this could help establish <clears throat> clearer guidelines and rules for companies and individuals to follow when dealing with digital assets, you know. It's what well, what is the thing is, you know, is it is it an asset? Is it a you know, they always say is it a this, is it a security, is it a this, is it a that? So additionally, a victory for Ripple could lead to a more relaxed regulatory environment for digital assets. That'd be nice. Yeah. Also, it could provide more clarity on what can constitute security in the context of cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's that's what's clearly lacking. Oh, here it goes. 
The SEC sued Ripple Labs for allegedly marketing unregistered securities. Yeah, which is pretty open-ended. Well, I can't, I can't access Ripple even from my Kraken. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so you can imagine if if the SEC was to win this case, it would have huge implications for the wider cryptocurrency market. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. And of course, here's the speculation. Will XRP price increase to a dollar following Ripple's victory? The outcome of the court case between Ripple and SEC may have an effect on the cost of Ripple, you think? If Ripple <laughs> wins the case, it could potentially result in increased adoption and demand for XRP, which could lead to a rise in its price. Um, so it yeah. might be more available in other other places. And usually like the tide lifts all. So this might yeah. actually even raise a few other cryptos, which is always nice. Oh, undoubtedly it will. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, but, yes, we kind of looked at the Ripple price. And what I always kind of keep my finger or my eye on is just the global uh, market cap. We're still well and truly above $1 trillion. Now we're, I think in the UDU podcast, we said we're almost at $1.2. We're well and truly over that now, $1.214 trillion. Um, So that's nice and healthy there. Nice. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I my dollar cost average when we go under the one trillion. That's kind of my my mental line. <laughs> Other than that, that's pretty cool. Have to wait and see. Right, what's been happening in, in Upland News? Trees, like I said, I haven't been. I did a. I sat on the couch last night and did a little bit of clickety clicking in Upland General, kind of laughing to myself at all the OGs being butthurt about the collection reveal. Like, come on, people, you should know by now. Don't chase the FOMO dragon. Only going to get wrecked. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Like, you know that they're not going to go for the usual stuff. But at the same time, like, there were a few locations that I was just really disappointed. Like, <clears throat> I, I didn't really go for anything in particular except for Bread Street because, like, um, I, I didn't want to really like FOMO into anything. And, you know, I, I was able to get two places there. So I'm happy. But like I heard that they missed out on Whitehall, Downing Street, Strand, um, Home Wall, St. James. But it, it cannot be. It cannot be that they missed out on those. It has to be a deliberate decision to avoid those. It's, this is a repeated pattern of behavior where they, yeah. we, as you said, they just do not go for the most obvious places. So maybe it's because those places, you know, if you think big picture and long term, those kind of well-known, well-established places, they will always have marketability in their own right. Yes. So maybe they're trying to mix it up, you know, so, give so value they could have to lesser known. Like the value spread out. Yeah. Yes, but who knows? I mean, one of the things I learned quite a while ago is to not uh, not to ask too many why questions because you just get yourself all sorts of frazzled. And <laughs> <You're frustrated>. yes. <laughs> yes. Well, other than that, like I, I think it was a pretty good release. Like I, I didn't get any um, lag or anything. Uh, 
I don't know. <clears throat> it was expensive, but that was to be, you know. Yes, it was. I minted three properties in London, and guess what? All three were in my collection that I wanted. So that's the Londoner collection. And I bought four properties from the secondary market in Birmingham. Three of those go into my whatever the generic Birmingham um, collection is. And one of them happened to be in, I think it's Ladywood or something. And that happens to be uh, a... Ladywood. Um, <laughs> not an exclusive. What What's between stand and an exclusive? Rare? The purple ones. Oh, purple. Gosh, how, long, <laughs> how many years have I been playing this game? And I still don't know. Whatever the purple is. Oh, wow. Wait, let me go to announcements. Not a standard, here. not exclusive. Somebody listening along is going to be clawing their face again. <laughs> yes. So I got one there. I'll just flip that for USD, I think. I'm oh, on a gosh. bit of a. I'm on a bit of a USD. Ah, limited. That's it. Limited, limited. limited. Yes, I'm on a bit of a USD flipping rampage at the moment. Well, I I accidentally got into Castle Baynard because the lines were so crazy. I actually thought I was getting into bread. <laughs> yep. I, was, I was like, oh man, and I was so bummed about it. And then I was, and then I got into bread, and it was a pleasant mistake. Yes. Now you you're usually pretty good on the because I didn't get up for the the collection reveal. I didn't play into any of Me that neither. game. Did, oh, you didn't? Because I was going to say would. you are usually pretty good at gobbling up the the low hanging fruit. It was too expensive this time. Like like yeah. it's really hard to do that on a tier one. I did get uh, enough because I only got one castle Baynard. So I yep. I did was on the lookout for a nice nicely sized second one to fill the collection and i found one for like 140k upix which was for me like <clears throat> not so bad so i got a nice chunk of divs on that so yes yeah i mean if if you're somebody who's still building your dividends yeah, you, you kind of really you just got to go for those collections oh yeah um yeah i'm i always look at my dividends i'm still butthurt about them dropping it straight after i reach two million I'd, I would like to get back over the two million, but it's that's uh, when you do the math on it, it's quite a big um, chunky investment that you got to do for it. So, what if in in Genesis week they announce that they're raising it back up because the community pool is like sufficient? I I had this chat, I had this chat in Upland General last night with Pickles. Um, it absolutely blows my mind that there isn't some kind of dividend boost for having a completed structure in the game like if you complete a townhouse you should be able to boost that property's earnings even if it was like five percent or something yeah upgrade it, it yeah that that would completely change how the game is viewed how the game is played it would revitalize the spark market it would put more demand for the spark that they can't sell like the spark just sits there unsold it'd yeah. put huge demand for that It'll breathe life into so many aspects. It's not really going to cost them anything because people are going to buy, sell, trade, and pump the community pool. It just flabbergasts me that here we are. What are we? We're two years. We're over two years in since we got property development, yeah. and the the default response is still the utility is you can apply for a med adventure. Well, you, no, that's I'm sorry, that's just not good enough. You know, yeah, sure. You and even if you want to say that, you can apply for a meta venture. I know dozens of people that have an approved meta venture, 
they're, they're waiting, waiting for it to months. open yeah. for several months. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah, just something tiny like that would just completely change everybody's attitude. I don't know whether it's a logistical thing where they can't code it or I don't know what the opposition is to that. It just kind of blows my mind. I know there's people who are willing to kind of like donate their time to helping with the back end. Yeah, I, but... I don't know what it is. It's in some respects, like because I'm a kindergarten teacher, right? So I see this all the time where if you, if you, and I've got kids of my own, if you ask a child to do something, they're going to say, no, just, just in spite of their own face. Like, I know with my kids, sometimes they get into a, when they were little, they'd get into a situation where you could ask them, do you, would you like some ice cream? And they're going to say, no, I, I mean, yes. <laughs> so, is it because we're asking for these things that Upland say, no, maybe you will not have what would make perfect sense. <laughs> I don't know. You I, should say I'm, at least they're not doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that we're going to get some sort of news about building utility for Genesis Week. Um, you raised the question last year in Genesis Week and kind of got fobbed off a bit. The, you got fluffed around for the answer after the Mexican wave of nobody wanted to answer the question. <laughs> so, we'll have to wait and see. Um, <laughs> well, they did say next year and it's now next year. So yeah, I mean, I mean, Edan was was angry, <laughs> but he said it was something like, "We have enough stuff coming out, didn't we? Do enough?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I'm Genesis. Your question. Yeah, we're expecting news on you know the life token or what is it, the STEM token. Yeah. Oh, that would be yeah. great. That would be good. So that that again that that's. That's um, putting – well, it's not even putting value on your property, is it? Because you can't sell a property with that on. If you sell a property – well, you can't list a property for sale if you have 3D assets on it. Yeah, so, I just heard about – I was yesterday's yeah. years old when I heard about that. Yeah, so it's a weird one. It would be good if you could – that would be very good, actually, if you could um, promote a property for sale and it had all this decor on it and that all automatically transferred over oh. the ownership. Oh, yeah. That would be huge. That's especially, a good idea. Especially now that we know that, you know, neighborhood ratings and all of that side of things is boosted by decor and yada, yada, yada. So they also need know. to make like a storage thing that you can put like, like, like in storage wars, like you have this storage thing where you can put the decor that you're not using like well it's, it's careful what you wish for like <clears throat> midtown terrace like right in front of the summer aquatic showroom i have those two beautiful apartment buildings and every time there was a structure ornament event i would put i would always buy two apartments worth of stuff to always decorate those two keystone properties well now that this whole crate system is a thing <laughs> one of those um apartments the apartment fits onto the footprint of the property by the tiniest margin, so I can't even fit a crate on it, so I can no longer decorate that apartment. It sucks. Mm, yeah. So, I don't know. Careful what you wish for there, I guess. But, yes, I don't know. I feel like we got wildly off track there with me <laughs> ranting and raving. <laughs> it's a good discussion. It's a good conversation. Yes. Now, we did see 
you can now buy sends or something. Yes. Yeah. What's I mean, this all about? I think it's bittersweet. I think the lay person is not really going to need this, you know, you new coming in or someone who doesn't like to really, um, treasure hunt but for those who really like to treasure hunt and do it a lot um i think it's good i think somebody did the the maths for it and it does work out and i know currently london is an amazing place to go treasure hunting apparently for standards not financial advice but everyone i I know that does treasure hunting there has been getting numerous amounts per day of standard chess yes well i can say that we've been asking for a way to buy sends since treasure hunting first came onto the scene way way back in the day when san francisco was the only city that was vastly unminted and treasure hunting first come online it was really difficult to even find sends when if you wanted to treasure hunt so that's been talk for ages but I don't think anybody expected they'd try and sell it for USD. That's a different story. Well, that's the bittersweet part of it for me. Um, I don't see myself as a person who would would utilize this, but I like that it's a way for them to make money. Like, SENS aren't vital, right? It's a want basis. It's not a need basis. So it, it is something that you kind of will get because you want it, not because you need it. And they're making their money off of it. So I see no issue with it. Yeah, it's it's basically if you break it down to Upland being, if you go to the angle of Upland is a mobile first game, mm. it makes yeah. perfect sense to have an in-app purchase, a paid in-app purchase that you can use to you know boost your gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um wouldn't we love to have an in-app purchase that doubles your treasure hunts? You know, like there's always typical typical um, in-app purchases are double your earnings. You know, you buy an in-app purchase, remove ads and double your earnings. So instead of 290 or whatever it is for the standard treasure hunts, well, you get double. <laughs> or double your dividend boost. That'd be nice. Mm. So, yeah, that there is. And that's. Yeah, I'm the same boat. I'm never going to use that because I don't treasure hunt. I'm never going to use that because I don't rarely buy stuff in USD. Um, But, yeah, it's good to see some gamification elements creeping into the game. Yeah, I Uh, agree. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. But, yeah, if if you don't want to pay that, there there are still – there are still bots and features out there which shows you your closest sends and this, that, and the other thing. Those don't work anymore. There's the Howard Beach one just came back online, I believe. Oh, really? All right, cool. I saw something come up. Yeah, don't quote me on it, but I believe that's back online. Good, good. All I do is go to, on mobile, all I do go to is go to the widest view possible and do the two finger up so you get the kind of pan 3D view and it's pretty easy to see them. Oh, all right. Just you're not jumping to your properties very often, but um, yeah. I did a quick treasure hunt this morning when I was dropping some logs off in the swimming pool, and <laughs> I actually got myself a spark chest too, which is very rare. So, Francisco. <laughs> so. I yeah, have so a really good um, uh, web in San Francisco, so I hardly need to go for sands. Like, I, and I'll always pick up a 
uh, random San Fran I see for really cheap here and there. But yeah, I can I can treasure hunt all day without oh, nice. yeah without um using all of my sense. But for places, for instances like London, when you have a new city and you know you can get Spark easier that's a good instance because no one's going to really have a web there just yet and if you do that just means you have a good amount of money you plunked down you know i used to have a very extensive web but i cashed it out because it was you know i had 300 and something properties in inner and out of sunset which is a vast chunk of that you know that left side but i sold out of that when when that was all being pumped back when that was a thing sunset node i don't mind selling you my bags at full price so yes but what else is happening upland I, we just talked about they released the exhibitioners oh What's yeah i can barely talk today people bear with me nah you're doing fine they released the exhibitioners uh panels and tables and people who will be showing off their stuff yeah i was very surprised that there was what, what was it eight only eight panels or well, not pa not panel i'm saying panel what, what is it booth booths well if i'm thinking if i'm remembering correctly the area uh, which i feel like it's going to take place is that long hallway before the lunch area that and then we go into the conference conference um mm. there's really not there's a lot of space, but there's not that much space. So mm. I don't I don't think they wanted to really smush people together. And I know like our table is gonna have a lot of more than just one stuff. We're gonna have like multiple stuff. I know TML's table is gonna have multiple stuff. So I guess they just wanna give people like enough space to kind of do their thing. Let me share this. So All right, so here we go. Exhibitors, you. I have to sneeze. <laughs> Thank you. That's what happens when I don't mute myself. <laughs> UPX World, Upland Kingdoms, Upland Brews, Real Note LA. I had to sneeze again. Viva Las Upland, the X NFT. I, know, I haven't heard of that. Oh, the X. All right. No, yeah, that's, that's essays that kind thing. of yeah, yeah. All right, cool. It kind of looks like the um old school armor and stuff. Yeah, that that's yeah. cool. All right, board uplander club, Mr. Metaverse or Buck. I like him. Uh UPX land, that's cool. Metaverse Ventures Entertainment. That's gonna be me, guys. I'm gonna be there with my booth, so come see me. Uh an upland guide. So now they're also gonna have panels. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Impact of Communities and Meta Ventures in Upland, hosted by Too Stupid to Win. Um, Upland Economics, hosted by The Goldsmith. Uh, Evolution of Racing in Upland, hosted by Dak. And <clears throat> he's back. Envisioning the Future of the Metaverse and Gaming, hosted by Loyal Doyle. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, good to see his name there. I know he hasn't been around for a bit. It's so. a bit of a sausage festival by the look of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You said it, but I was thinking it. Yes. Yes, it is. I have not been tapped for any of the panels, just saying, but I am very happy for all the men who got theirs. (laughs) Um, Anyway, they're going to have... Oh, that's interesting. They did say a live city opening. Now, there was speculation that they, they possibly weren't going to do one, so... There's so many rumors going around. The best rumor I've heard was um, something about Seattle, and then mm. they're gonna they're gonna release. Uh, they're not gonna do Australia during Genesis Week because everyone expects it. I, I was thinking that, like, um, I was thinking, what could the you know. If, if we take last year as an example where the mic drop at the end of the event was the picture of Miles and the airplane on the way to Rio, like I was trying to think what's the mic drop for this year. I'm hoping it's not going to be on the way to Australia because we know that's coming regardless. Yeah, exactly. I hope it's something, hope it's something epic like, you know, Tokyo or Beijing or I'd love to see an a, I'd love to see an Asian country in the mix mm-hmm. uh, or an African country or something like that. It, I think that would be really cool. I would love to see either Tokyo or Seoul. Seoul, yeah. South Korea, yeah. Yeah. That would be amazing. Like, I'm a big um, K-dramas fan. (laughs) The kimchi slap. (laughs) (laughs) They got some really good freaking shows, man. Yeah, yeah. Do they do the same system in Japan? Like, I know I used to get into Japanese dramas for a while there. Where Really? Like... Japanese TV series, they go for 12 episodes, and that's it. it. On a very rare occasion, they'll do a series two, and that'll be another 12 episodes, and that's it. It's, it's not like the American model where they just keep pumping out series after series going. after series. Yeah. Is that the same with Korea? Um, I think I think it is because I know there's somewhere I really wish they kept going. There was this yeah. one called Are You Human Too? And mm. And you know me with Nick Valentine and the robot. So like anything with like cyborgs and falling in love is my cup of tea. But um, yes. I also love the the sea dramas, the China dramas, because they always kind of, uh, there was this one. Oh my God, it's on my, it, it was a game I was playing. And then I found out it was an actual show. So yep. There's a lot less fluff in them because they're restricted to just those few episodes. They really seem to get as much into them as they can. Well, this one had a billion episodes. Oh, really? Wow. This was, but this was from China, mm. and it was so cool. It like it was like the old emperor, em, like the empire of China back in yeah. the days, and like you kind of got to see how that was and. I don't know, yeah. with the consorts and the queen and the emperor. Cool. Cool. All right. what, do what do you think the here? live music is going to be? Oh, it'll be something tragic. <laughs> Slayer's retired, so I don't really give a fuck. Mm. Yeah, it'll be something tragic. It kind of looks like the the the... Oh, my God, I can't remember anything. There's something... Great, a Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead. Well, <laughs> they're going to drop acid in everybody's drinks. <laughs> that that would be alive? entertaining. 
Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I'm too old to be up to date, as I said on the UDA podcast. Uh, live city opening. Yeah, I think that's cool. It'll be interesting to see. Some people have speculated it's going to be Las Vegas expansion. I'm very doubtful that would be the case. Um, product panel and AMA. That's standard lunch exhibitions by the Upland community. That's what you're going to be involved in. Presentations by Hackathon finalists. Have they released any information about who the Hackathon people are? No, not yet. I can't wait though, because like I really want to see um I promise I'm not high. I really want to see what they do with the FIFA because yeah. they're supposed to like gamify it and give it that's something that came through through the week too. The world of football. Now you can gamble yes. Apex on it. But did you see the figures? Yeah, I mean, bet one thousand Upex for a fifty-fifty chance at winning <laughs> one thousand four hundred. That's that's like my nickel bets with you. It's like that's laughable. It's laughable, but like if you lose, you 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 don't get too angry about it. Maybe they're they're just experimenting to see how it goes, and they'll have different tiers later on. But the thing is, if you lose one match, you have to win three matches to get that money back. So the math don't make no sense. <laughs> am I wrong? Like I am very bad at math. I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. Yeah. If you lose a thousand, you essentially got to win three matches. I don't know, but yeah, I I just saw the figures and thought, wow, that's kind of that's pov. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Live music. Fish. Hmm. The band Fish. Fish? Didn't that main singer die of a drug overdose <laughs> like about 40 years ago? But it's the same colours. Oh, I'm thinking of Fishbone maybe. Fishbone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's not Slayer. It's not Iron Maiden. It's not, you know, it's not Sepultura. I would love Metallica. Yeah. It's not Cradle of Filth. It's not um, any of my black metal. It's <laughs> Thank not. God. Thank God it's not Cradle. <laughs> I'd have to be like this the whole time. Maybe it might be one of my favorite black metal bands, Cheese. It might be Dark and Nocturne Slaughter Cult. That'd be cool. Look that one up, people. Dark and Nocturne Slaughter Cult. Global Asset Search. Now, this is something I really personally wanted. Because I would go on to UPX land and I would go through each and every person's thing, right? Yes. And now you could just search for whatever. Actually, let's do that together. Well, yeah, I, I recently went through this when I was in Japan and I was buying up the um, cargo van floors. I had to go to each individual store via Apex land and checking prices and this, that, and the other thing. Um, so, yeah, this this is a very... Very much a much needed, much anticipated, much requested feature. Absolutely. So I I haven't actually played with this myself yet. So you're going to be teaching me this year. I haven't well. either. <laughs> I just heard of it and I was like really excited. Uh, um, is it under directory? Would it be Far right? directory? Yeah. No. Shops. Shops. No. Wait. Am it's not in there. 
we've already had all that. That's that's bunk. Uh, collections, assets, resources, settings, profile, leaders. Store? No. No. <laughs> Explore? Nah, uh, that's that's your um your onboarding thing. Resources? Assets. Maybe. No. No, nah, that's yours. All <laughs> right, well, we'll have to put a pin in that. We'll have to put Whoa, a pin wait. in that one. Find it later. Yeah, wow. All right. Yes, it's, uh, it is good to see that come through. Um, what we need, even sh what should have been a higher priority than that, is global property search. That would have been a nice addition. If we still, you know, what are we, four years in? And yeah. we're still... If you try and do a property swap, you got to scroll through your entire list to find it, which is just kind of mind-blowing um, and frustrating. <laughs> uh, let's see. We also what else have, do we have? We have the city hall, the new city hall thing. Let's ah, yes, that. yes. Bring that up. This is a good one, this one. I get joint out of it. So yes, <laughs> I believe there's now city halls in most of the cities are open up. Mm -hmm. So now you can apply for your. Oh, all right. I get it. I get it. I can't click into it, but I can get and in, go into it. Yeah. All right. So you could do director explorers, executive statues, meta venture applications executive statues <laughs> what did you choose as your executive statue i applied for my executive statue about three minutes after the announcement came through that executive statues were available so this was i believe in october-ish 2020 um i just applied immediately with the first thing that came to mind um back then this was before you to you this is before anything like that this was way way back and i requested a giant pair of golden thongs or what you call flip-flops <laughs> i'm like what the hell do you want <laughs> i'm from the gold coast that's like the footwear of choice gold coast giant thongs i don't know it's, it seemed like a good idea at the time um, I nominated, I believe <clears throat> at that time I nominated, it was the first property I ever minted in Upland, 325 New Street, I believe. Wow. Um, however, I've since so long sold that property. I probably sold that property three years ago and I certainly don't want a pair of giant thongs anymore. Now, <laughs> this has been brought up constantly through the years you know when are we going to get these statues or people like myself have said hey i asked for this but can i change the thing and the response was yeah just send it through to support so i i sent through a an alternative to support shit i think that might have been one year or two years ago so i i i don't know where that is so i'm probably going to reapply although now that i've said that I think the last time I checked this out, when I pressed select, it said you've already applied. What, what's oh. the address? Can, can you give me the exact address on that? I'll pull it up on mobile right now while we're doing it. What do you mean? What's the address on that, that building? I don't know the address. <clears throat> Let's see. 
Let's click on the property. One, One. Dr. Carlton. Dr. Be Carlton. good let place. <laughs> Be good let place. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to send. Oh, freaking pop ups. I hate pop ups. Well, that's quite an address. And I can't send to it. Really? And I don't have the. Oh, that's weird. Sorry, I can't share screen on mobile. I'll send a thank me later. He's just across the road. Yeah, it's not giving me the triangle like you've got on desktop. Huh. That is bizarre. Yeah, there's there doesn't have any label on it. I can't send <laughs> I it. see you. That's freaking weird. <clears throat> I'll X out of there and try again. Anyhow, so yes, you can apply for block explorers. You can apply for your 3D statue. Did you apply for yours back in the day? I did. I I, I requested a huge cheese. I think I requested it to go on one of my um, Midtown Terrace properties. I don't know. We probably can't see here. No, you can't see. Uh, no. All right. I'll screen share. Look at how beautiful Midtown Terrace looks. She's pimped out, bruv. Gorgeous. I can't wait till it's a season I can actually put some stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> so what property did you get your um your big block of cheese? I don't remember exactly which one, but it, it's definitely one of the ones in here. Oh, so it's one you still own. Yeah. Oh, you've got that top right corner there. Uh, top left corner, didn't you? Yeah, you got three up there. Probably up there, I think. That were one of the first ones you had. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I can't zoink out of. Ah, there we go. How about, uh, what was the last one? MetaVenture applications. I'm getting ready to use that myself. I'm going to apply for additional Samurai Aquatics factories. I've got well, four more days left, I believe. Be careful because I applied. I got, I think I got accepted for a showroom. They didn't really tell me. Yeah. Um, but I also applied for a factory. And even though everybody else put the same name from factory to showroom, they told me that it was denied because it was the same name as the showroom, which makes no sense. Yeah, but I did bizarre. talk, I did talk to Lizette and she's amazing and she uh, looked into it for me and it's not it's it's in the maybe pile so <laughs> crossing my maybe. fingers it's been yeah. like close to four months now since i applied hmm. that's not good yeah but as i said i know some people have been waiting more than seven months so yeah yes i've got no sympathy i waited two years so <laughs> Um, yeah. This is what I see when I click on this property. It's There's no send option. There's no triangle. Maybe I'm missing an oh, update. Oh, sometimes that happens. Yeah. yeah. That happens Maybe to me is. sometimes in, in the uh, PC version too. Some oh. uh, If you refresh it or like close it, come back in. Yeah, I did. And it's the same thing. Oh. So I don't know. I'll check it out on the back end. But yeah, um, if I have the ability to, I'll reapply for my um, statue. I think, I don't know. I'll probably... We we make our own statues, so I don't know what I'll I'll have to put my thinking cap on. I would make it like a big 
a big samurai surfer. We've already got one. We do, but like a big one. Yeah. But I don't think their attention to detail will be half as much as what you and DTEC put into it. So it'd be a big. I think (laughs) the simpler the request is, the better the results, I would imagine. So who knows? You may yet see a giant pair of thongs yet. <laughs> Coming up somewhere soon in Nintendo. We'll have to wait and see. Somebody will wake up and be like, "What are these thongs on my property?" <laughs> yes. All right. I think we've covered enough upland stuff, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm as I said, the all I'm doing at the moment is flipping my dividends to USD. I've got a pile of bills to pay, so. Isn't it nice? It's nice you can you can do that in Upland. Yes, and I just got another probably thousand dollar bill yesterday. You might have seen on Facebook I'm moving a dirt pile around the side of the house that's been sitting there annoying the shit out of me for the last three years. So, oh, I I didn't. I have from uh, morning to noon. I try to get as much work in as I can. So I'm like dark from the computer. So people, if you DM me and I don't get back to you until after like 12, that's why I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus busy getting no money. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Let's move on to some general spillage spillage. Now I brought this up because we do know that well, we have the suspicion that there's something musicy, um, legitsy, or some kind of partnership on the way for Upland. We're speculating that that's the case. So, here's potentially an example of something at least along those lines. Ooh. We've got here on Cointelegraph.com a new frontier for collectibles preserving music history in NFTs with Legends of Rock. That sounds cool. Music memorabilia has entered the digital age as NFTs, giving fans and collectors secure access to rare music history. <sighs> so talking about NFTs in the music industry usually means protecting artists' copyrights and diversifying their revenue streams, preserving artworks on the blockchain, musicians collaborating with brands and artists, printing event tickets, giving exclusive bonuses to fans in this unique digital format or engaging with a community. Yep, all of that makes sense. So why not do what the sports industry has done and quite successfully so with the NFT memorability from it? Oh, this oh. is cool. <laughs> do you know what this is? Do you know what, what they're referring it? to there? What are they referring to? So they're referring there to, you know, the basketball NFTs where they do the iconic shots or we've got in Upland, we've got the FIFA, the goals and all that. So this sounds like it's doing the same for iconic music events. That's the, cool. the guitar behind the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would get that definitely. Jimi Hendrix burning his guitar or something yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Queen at Rock and Rio or whatever it is. Yeah, the sports memorabilia market reached two point six billion in twenty twenty two and is expected to hit two hundred and twenty seven billion in ten years. Holy shit! The collectibles include sports trading cards, video clips of popular moments. So, yeah, that's what I was referring to. Autographs, accessories, and many other things that can be in both physical and digital formats. The same can be said for music memorabilia with rare vintage photos that already exist, sometimes only in unknown archives that are hard to access. <coughs> Pardon me. But yeah, that's cool. 
This was the case with Legends of Rock, which was acquired by Globe <clears throat> Entertainment and Media back in 2020. The collection, which had been owned by British photo agencies and archives for decades, was then shipped to Las Vegas, packed in <laughs> standard postal containers. It looked unlikely to contain anything of high value or importance. It was a total surprise for Klaus Moller. <laughs> CEO of Global <laughs> Entertainment and Media. We should have went like this, Klaus Moller. <laughs> we, that was good, some, though. We did it at the same time. Yes, to find some 8 million vintage, never-before-seen photos of the biggest rock stars, Queen, Deep Purple, Elvis, wow. The Beatles, Frank Zappa, The Police, Bruce Springsteen, Nirvana, The Who, and many more. The pictures were taken on stage and during other official moments, but also backstage in a more relaxed atmosphere. The photos were made between the 1960s and early 1980s, with some artists already in the spotlight and others just beginning their prolific careers. It's never ending. Every day we're finding the craziest stuff, said old mate about the archive. That is cool. To make the collection accessible worldwide, Globe Entertainment and Media Partner with Mad World in an innovative Web3 and digital asset ecosystem backed by Ho Ho Ho! Animoca brand. Wow! Good find, Ben. Animoca. Holy yes. smoly. Now, that would be crazy if we had access to, like, this because it's in the same, like, investment company. I, also, I had a, 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 a thought. So, like, you know, I watch a lot of porn stars. That's porn, P-A-W-N. <laughs> and I was wondering, like, what the future is going to be <clears throat> in regards to um, <clears throat> bringing like NFTs, rare NFTs in for for them to kind of look over instead of actual tangible items. Yes. Yes, this is very interesting. So yes, it goes on to say, along with the physical slides, a professional quality, high resolution digital image of the original slides is provided to the buyer as a digital certificate of authenticity um, NFT, this helps prove ownership and guarantees authenticity. In addition, wow. in the event of a future secondary sale, it allows the buyer to conveniently and securely transfer ownership. Like in porn stars. Yeah. Because they're always asking for the COA and like what yep. is the backstory and this, this and that. So imagine bringing your board A for something or, or a rock star thing like this. I'm like, what can you give me for it? Yes. That sounds pretty cool. Now, this event has been run. It says here, want to learn more about legends of rock, NFTs, and real-world memorabilia? Join the live discussion with Pete Laverick, the head of Legends of Rock, on May 3rd at 2 p.m. So that's been done and dusted. Um, there's a link there to go to the YouTube channel. It's probably probably recorded on there. So, no, this is really cool. Um, well, I said at the start that maybe this is an indication of something that might tie in, but, you know, any maker brands is in the mix, so who knows? That's exciting. I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. We'll have to wait and see on this one. Now, this next article, you found this one, and this appears to be a whole can of worms. Yeah, What's this this, this scared me. Like I I read it a few times. I'm I'm dying to hear your take on it. Ex OpenSea manager convicted in NFT insider trading. Like, do how I do you clicked on the wrong thing there? <laughs> How do you do insider trading with NFTs? Well, if you know, 
maybe it's like Board Ape Yacht Club, and if you know they're releasing, didn't they have like additional ones like Zombie Apes or something like that? Or if you know there's some news that's going to impact other ones and and whatnot. Yeah. Well, let's normally see normally insider trading as it relates to crypto has usually been about people knowing ahead of time like say yes, uh, bad news or or good news when to sell when to buy i get i get that fight and fun and not just that like um it, it was always back in the day like a coin was going to be listed on binance and if if you could get some information in the back channels that that was on the way before the big pump came that you know that's you took and potentially if you got the money to spend you're talking millions upon millions that you could make in that so yeah, Maybe but how does that how does that go with NFTs? Like everybody knows when the drop date's gonna be, unless the drop date was a secret. That's mm. the only thing I can. Let's find out. Right. A former product manager at NFT Marketplace, OMT, was convicted on Wednesday of fraud and money laundering for using inside knowledge of which assets would be featured on its homepage. Oh, okay, so yeah, that makes sense. So that's like getting a Binance getting listed on Binance. If, if so you're going to be... which ones are the be, best ones? Well, if... Out of the draw. If it's like, say it's and you've got your project on OpenSea, it's a bit of an underground project and, you know, the floor's quite low. But if you know in two weeks that's going to be listed on the the front homepage of OpenSea, that's clearly there's going to be a pump involved in that. So if, the, if you then gobble up all the floor ahead of time, knowing that that's going to be the case, yeah, that's gets greasy so nathaniel chase dame was accused of buying nfts he had decided to feature on the all right right. that he decided to feature the other part i don't think is insider training but this part like he was actually creating the value at this point well it's still insider trading imagine you worked at OpenSea and you said hey ben they're gonna feature such and such a project in two weeks, the floor's only 0.0001 Ethereum. Well, I'd go along and gobble up the floor and then it gets featured on the OpenSea front line. I make a boatload of money and send you some thanks for the tip. That's that's definitely insider trading. Yeah, that is insider trading. Oh, yes. my God. So, yeah, he – but for him to do that directly, wow. Directly, yeah. So – he made more than $50,000 in illegal profit in what federal prosecutors in Manhattan described as the first insider trading case involving digital assets. I don't know about that. Didn't, um, who's the McAfee? Have you, did you follow McAfee's story way back in the day? All I remember was he was a crazy, crazy man. Oh, he's a crazy, but he was, he was pumping bags on purpose and getting paid to pump bags and all sorts of stuff. There was all like, sorts of finally, shady stuff. Right? Like he was living in a raft on the ocean or something. Oh, there's a great, there's a great series on Netflix. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah you oh, I got to see that. I love it those documentaries. Wild. Yes. Oh, I saw the uh, one with the lady, the blood girl. Yeah. You keep talking about, it. I don't know what that one is. Oh, like she created the first thing where you all you had to do is give a little bit of blood and they could. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That was, was all great. a big scam. Yes, yeah. that was so good. And she made billions. Yeah, classic. So, yes, although this case involved trading in novel crypto assets, there was nothing particularly innovative about his conduct. It was fraud. Yeah, straight up fraud. 
Um, the charges against Chastain announced last June were the first in a series of high-profile cases related to digital assets launched by Williams' office last year. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Chastain had pleaded not guilty. His lawyer, David Miller, said following the verdict that the legal team would evaluate our options. How could you possibly plead not guilty? I know. They must have had some sort of, like, deal for him to take. Here we go. Chastain's lawyers argued that OpenSea, the world's largest NFT marketplace, did not treat knowledge of what NFTs would be featured on its homepage as confidential information. See, that's and that's another thing. Like, if it wasn't mentioned somewhere that this is this is secret, this is not meant to be publicly yeah, announced. Yeah. Right? That's a big a big thing. Like, that's why I'm kind of like, like you know me, I'm I'm devil's advocate. Like, I don't like yeah. see stuff like this, but at the same time, if it's legal and it it, it didn't, th- there wasn't anything said that he couldn't do it, then. I don't know. Like, I can't see that he did any fault. Yeah, well, it says here in quotes from the lawyer, you can't hold Nate to a standard that didn't exist. Exactly. Nobody told Nate that he couldn't use or share that information. Yeah, if he didn't sign, I guess it's going to, it'll be come down to the lawyers to check his contract and, you know, whatever, non-disclosures or whatever he did sign. But, yeah, that's interesting. Prosecutor, oh, that's that next part you're going to read is good. Oh, yeah. Prosecutor Alison Nichols said Chastain used anonymous OpenSea accounts to make the illegal <laughs> trades. Wow, that's... See, that's no, why, mate. like, this article had yeah. me, like, like this was, well, a great story because it's like, okay, I'm on his stuff. side. I'm not on his side. I'm <laughs> on his side. I'm not on his side. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. No, mate. He hid what he was doing. Absolutely. Nichols yeah. told the jury. Yeah. He knew that he had violated OpenSea's confidentiality agreement. Okay. Well, if they did have a confidentially confidentiality agreement in place and yeah, especially using anonymous accounts, that's your toast, buddy. Wow. So, what have we got? Set Chastain sentencing date for August 22nd. All right. Well, we definitely have to follow up on this one. So I what, heard what they. An- I heard in another article that he can get up to 60 years. He won't get 60 years. What do you steal 50 grand's worth? I know. Like sometimes they like to make like an example. An example. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, don't know. I you don't want to be, you don't want to be the scapegoat that sets the standard. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That was quite the roller coaster, but yeah. To, to do that under anonymous accounts, you knew exactly what you were doing, buddy. Oh, that was a great article, though. That really got like. <laughs> yes, great find that one. All right, a couple more to wrap up on. We'll finish up nice and early today. Yeah, the first two, the the first one was amazing too. Oh my god, yeah. we're so oh, good. Well, I might I might severely dif- disappoint you with these last two. We'll see how oh, we go. No, as long as it's Take not it about Zuck. Metaverse, how we got here and where we go to next. Marketers should pay particular attention to progression of the metaverse as it's set to change the way society does. Yeah, I totally agree with this. The way society does business and functions. Yeah, we've been banging on about that aspect since the <clears throat> probably the 
very first episodes of this show. So, yeah, absolutely. So what does it say here? Although the infrastructure of the metaverse is still being established, companies and brands are taking the leap into this new world. We've seen many changes in our society over the last few years, but nothing holds potential for change quite like the metaverse. Yeah, we talked about that last week, didn't we? You know, the tie-in with AI and metaverses, it's like, I believe it's going to be the next massive kind of evolution. You know, we had the world before the internet. We had the world after the internet. I think it's going to be the same. The world before AI and the metaverse, the world after AI and the metaverse. So I have to wait and see. Uh, Zuck the cuck, we'll skip that. (laughs) VR, AR, smart glasses, social media and cryptocurrency have existed as separate yet related ideas until now. Yeah, this is the big part here. The metaverse combines these moving parts to create a powerful tool for businesses and marketers alike. Yes. Keep going. Normal physical boundaries do not limit this world. Therein lies its appeal for those looking for a more global reach. How has the concept of the metaverse evolved and where is it going? Let's find out. Let's find out, Chase. Let's find out from, let's see what Wilson Lau has to say here. What's his very biased opinion? Take it away. Wilson Lau? Yeah, that's his name. The guy who wrote the article. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) How virtual reality got its start with online gaming. The concept of virtual reality and augmented reality has been steadily leaked into the mainstream culture over the last 20 years. The gaming industry was the first to take advantage of it and integrate it into different platforms. This is true. Games like Pokemon Go and Fortnite 2017 uh, revolve around using these technologies to connect people through their apps. Pokemon, well, Ingress was actually one of the first two as well. Have you, do you remember Ingress? No, I don't. Oh, uh, it's it. It was more technical, and the learning curve was a lot more crazy. But mm. yeah, um, Pokemon Go is one of the largest, most successful augmented reality games in the industry. When its popularity exploded in 2016, it heralded a new era of augmented realities integration into our everyday lives. AR integrates the digital and physical worlds into one. Fortnite, a virtual reality game using avatars to represent players, lets people fight against each other in real time and attend events held in partic- in that particular metaverse. Sure. These two highly po- popular popularized games helped introduce society to the concept of extended reality. Oh, I've never heard of that before. Me neither. XR, extended reality. Yeah, it oh. says extended or mixed reality refers to all events that combine some element of what is real with what is virtual. This includes augmented reality and virtual reality forms. XR creates a more immersive experience for users and blows the boundaries between reality and what is generated by technology. <clears throat> this blend of realities creates infinite possibilities for integrating different technologies to create a more holistic and immersive user experience. Yeah, that's that's where we think all of this is headed. Um, from the mundane, we've talked about the mundane, you know, bureaucracy sort of things like getting your driver's license to, you know, arts, entertainment, all of the rest of dating, everything associated with that. Is the average consumer ready for the metaverse uh, at the moment? No, I, w- I would say no. What do you think? Average consumer? Um, but we're getting close. Most mm, halfway. Yeah. And I, yeah the, I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the vast majority of people that I talk to or relate to in the real world, they have no clue yet about NFTs, the metaverse, even 
cryptocurrency is something they heard about and they'll say, well, isn't that a big scam or something, you know? Well, the, the reason why I say most is because I feel like people are in it, but they just don't realize they are. They don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just checked it out. Did Pokemon Go get its maps from Ingress? And the answer is yes. They said oh. the maps in Ingress were basis for the maps, gyms, and Poke shops in Pokemon Go. And it turned out that using the Ingress app can actually help you track down those elusive Pokemon that are hiding in leafy spirals or always seem to be three steps away. Ingress nice. was amazing cool yeah sorry about that <laughs> yeah that's all right so yeah the metaverse will push marketing and most of society deeper into tech digital innovation and immersion yeah i mean we looked at some of the glasses the you know ar vr glasses that are on the market already last in last week's show yeah um, yeah once influencers start getting out and about with those you know that'll start to change things as well According to a survey of approximately 9,000 consumers around the world conducted by Accenture in late 2022, more than 70% of consumers intend to use the metaverse in non-gaming environments in the next two to five years. However, what consumers want from the metaverse in gaming and non-gaming environments could be very different. According to the survey, non-gaming users focus less on the technologies and more on what they can get out of them. Yeah, I, I don't want to have to line up at what you call the DMV for three hours to go and get my license, but I would kind of line up virtually and speak to some kind of AI bot to go through the system and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that's a non-gaming example. I would like to, the all of the online shopping that I do, I would like some kind of gamification, NFTification elements put into that, you know, rewards, um, uh uh, what, what do you call it? Twinning, where if I buy something in the real world, I get the digital equivalent, yes. things like that. So, yeah. In other is words, it, is consumers... that the word for it? Twinning? I like that. No, I just. That's... Oh, yeah. Look at you with the your bed. Turd that fell out of my brain. Yes. <laughs> in other words, consumers will come to the metaverse when they can get value for their real lives, such as helping them connect with friends and family, shop and finish certain tasks in less time. Yeah, regular consumers look at the metaverse as a new way to help them do what they've always wanted or needed to do. Yes. Yeah, I, th I think it's about making making your in-real-life obligations easier and making your entertainment platforms more deeply engaging things like that. You know, we've talked about attending concerts virtually or attending meet and greets virtually, getting digital goods and all that sort of stuff. So lots of ways that can be done. All right, your turn. The metaverse is closer than ever before. In fact, it's already here, Ben. According yeah, that's to what you were saying. <laughs> According to a report from McKinsey and Company, the metaverse can generate $5 trillion in revenue by business for businesses by 2030. Jesus. Yeah. Even, even though the metaverse is still in its early stages, there are plenty of opportunities to seize today. Oh, sure. metaverse native companies such as Crypto Motors make money from building and selling digital assets for the metaverse. Well, what about us, Ben? That's what we metaverse do. native companies such as Samurai Aquatics and Decor make money from building and selling digital assets from the, from yeah. the metaverse. How, yeah, can, how can we become like Crypto Motors? Well, we already are. But I want to be making. for more. No. More cheeses, Pixel Palace. <laughs> coming, Hopefully. Coming soon. 
Yes. Hopefully. I've got uh, that video ready to go too, by the way. It's I know. Ready. I can't wait to use it. That's going to be That's, great. <laughs> they're ready to go live. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> traditional companies are also increasingly leveraging the metaverse to add value for their customers as they should real estate yep. developer one Sotheby's as a project called meta residence one which builds a house along with its digital replica and sells both the digital house and the physical house together twinning the owner, of, the owner of the twin houses <laughs> will be able to greet guests in both the real world and the metaverse. Holy shit. Yeah. I like that. I like what if what, what if somebody else owns that? Like what wh what metaverse are they doing this digital replica of? I don't know, but it's a weird one. Like in Upland, we buy other people's houses and there's there's I don't know how many properties are in Upland. Millions, is it? There's gotta be millions by now. There's millions of people's houses that um other people own digitally. Like, we own their land. Like, I own a whole bunch of people's land all over the place. It'd be yeah. weird for them to jump into Upland and, hey, hey, who's this Ben 68 dude that owns my land? Yeah. Like, so what, kind of weird. What, kind of, what kind of metaverse do they put these digital houses in? I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. The owner of the twin... Oh, okay. Even if the metaverse commerce may not be a good fit for your business, the potential of using the metaverse as an advertising and marketing channel is endless, which is true. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as average consumers are looking for value-enhanced experience from the metaverse, it's important for marketers to think beyond the technologies and instead focus on how to better fulfill the customer's needs in the virtual world. Yep. Oh, here we go. Chat, chat GPT. Yeah. AI. We covered this last week. While the news about the metaverse has been overshadowed recently by generative AI, most notably ChatGPT from OpenAI, the development and adoption of the metaverse are marching on. In fact, the rise of ChatGPT will help make the metaverse an even more vibrant place. Yes, that's exactly what we outlined last last um, last week. Yeah, the AI is perfectly placed to be a very um, impactful companion to the whole concept of metaverse and you know we kind of were a bit disheartened that it seemed like upland was poo-pooing the idea um haven't heard any more back from that so hopefully that's not the case maybe we'll get some news about that in genesis week yeah. who knows maybe if you're at genesis week and you're on the ama panel maybe that's one of your questions what's how does upland um going to integrate ai moving forward or something like that let's see if we can get the real the real the real goss not just some of the rumors that we're kicking about so i don't think we need to go into this too much we covered that all last week's show um oh, that's cool what to expect from the metaverse next moving forward you can expect more metaverse ready hardware to come to everyday consumers Apple has invested in augmented reality, virtual reality headsets, yada, 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 tech giants, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Well, they say other tech giants like like Meta, Google, Amazon. Amazon is actually currently working on projects such as um, Avalon the Druids. I know Amazon is a big investor in there and, and Avalon uses their servers for their game. Yep. So... Um, I think Amazon is the smart one while they're they're kind of doing it in your face yet privately. But isn't it? It's like Apple too is secretly developing all this. Remember we covered there, they employed a whole bunch of people and have a whole bunch of patents, but they're not out there. It's not like 
Zuck and Meta, you know, Meta that they're out there promoting it. They're getting ahead of themselves, and then yeah. they're doing their ass losing billions. Oh, look at this. On the business front, brands like Burberry, Gucci already advertise and sell virtual goods, blah, blah, blah. Restaurant chains like McDonald's and Panera Bread have already filed trademark applications for their businesses in the metaverse. Yeah. I think we covered the some of the McDonald's trademark applications several yeah. months ago. So, yeah. It's, it's just the way it's headed. It's just the way it's headed. I haven't emailed them about Upland in a while. Maybe I should start doing it again. <laughs> Maybe you should. Yes. So... Okay, so that's we know we know this is where it's all headed, but what are some actual examples? And this brings us to our our last topic to cover. Universal Studios, the metaverse, and the future of theme parks. Hmm. Now I just got back from Universal Studios Japan, so might be uniquely placed to offer some insights into the possibilities. Take it away. Uh, let's see. Universal Studios theme parks are constantly evolving to keep up with the changing technology. Mm. And one of the most exciting recent developments has been the integration of metaverse technologies into Universal's attractions. Yes. Now, when we went to Universal Studios, Universal Studios had their own app, I believe. I don't know. Maya was doing it all. And she could she could log in. Each of the kids had a profile. They bought this special little um mario freaking watch thing and that they every time they went on a ride or they did a challenge they'd put it on this thing and they'd give them little points and they'd unlock little badges and all so that it's like a po app yeah exactly oh yep. wow and you know she could check virtually the um the wait times on any of the rides you could um, because the super Mario world in universal studios is so popular, they limit the amount of people that can actually go in there at any one point in time. So yeah. you could, you would have to book in online on the app to say, okay, we're going to go there from 11 o'clock or something like that. So it's already heavily digitized in kind of web two app sort of situation. So Yes. Did you get any of those people who didn't know what the hell they were doing and were like, I didn't know I had to do this on an amp? Oh, there was heaps of people like at the where you walk up to Super Mario World where they check if you had the right QR code or whatever it is. Um, there was heaps of people there blowing up. Uh, I could, yeah, well, yeah I, I, <laughs> I could totally see that. Yeah, and even the the Super Mario restaurant had the same thing, but that they were still using an old school ticketing system there. Like you, you couldn't just go and line up to get into the restaurant. It's way too popular. There's too many people want to get in. You had to line up to get a ticket that said what time you can come back and line up. Wow! (laughs) So we got there at nine thirty, I think, to get a ticket to say that we could line up at one thirty to actually go in the restaurant, and that's. That, that's like old school ticketing system. So, you know, you can imagine a future where that's all fully digitized, you know, AR, VR, where you've got your glasses on, you get a pop-up, okay, you're, you've got a 30-minute warning to be on the next ride or your your lunch booking is available in the next 20 minutes or something like that. I know. love it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it says here, the metaverse promises to merge digital and virtual worlds and theme parks like Universal are using a combination of VR and AR to create magical experiences for guests. Let's take a look at how Universal Studios is entering the metaverse and what their latest attractions mean for the future of theme parks. Ooh. Take away, give me, a, give me a 
me Mario about Kart gets the metaverse treatment <laughs> at Universal Studios in Japan. One of the most popular rides is Mario Kart Koopa's Challenge. This ride takes place inside a replica of Bowser's Castle. At the entrance to ride, you get to put on Mario's iconic red cap as well as an augmented reality headset attached to the cap. Wow. Did you guys do that? Yeah, that's not true. Uh Uh-oh. Well, I did. I talked about this when I came back, the first one and cheese show, um, and I specifically mentioned this ride. We waited, it was well over an hour. It might have been an hour and a half. By the time we went into the entrance of Bowser's Castle, by the time we went into the entrance to the time we were actually on the ride, it was probably about an hour and a half. Now, I've been to Universal Studios Japan way back in the day and lining up to go on the Jurassic Park ride. And we lined up for three hours and you're in one of those corral things that go back and forwards like this and you just do not move. You're sitting in the sweltering heat um, and it's excruciating to sit there. What really impressed me about the Mario Kart one is we still waited for a, a crap load of time, but you were always moving. They still had a kind of system like that, but you would get to this next kind of part and there would be, um, you know, it was really cool inside the castle, as you can imagine. Like you've probably seen on Facebook all the pictures I put up, but, you know, there's Bowser's Library and there's all these cool books or there's there's all these different areas. But, you know, you get to one point and you watch a little video and it's just the way they did it. You were always moving. So I could very easily see, like you're talking about POAPs and things like that, where, you know, if you get to this part, you un- you unlock this NFT yes. or you get this perk or... So it's very easy to see that. Yeah, the headset, you didn't get, oh, okay, at the entrance to the right. Yeah, okay. So when you're, you, you get in these different areas, as I said, you, you get to this part and you think, are we there yet? And the kind of excitement builds up and you get to these massive big doors and they hand out uh, a, Mario, a big Mario cap, a plastic Mario cap. So you put that on and you start getting excited. Oh, we must be getting close. You're actually still miles away from the actual freaking ride, wow. but it's just part of the process. You know, you're yeah. not stuck in that freaking <clears throat> line, as I said. So, yeah, eventually you have to go down all these stairs. Like it gets to a point where you go down all these stairs and it starts getting really, the excitement starts building. And then, yeah, when once you actually sit on the cart, there is a, a headset that you clip up and it secures via magnets to your Mario hat. And then you're looking through the headset and it's kind of like a shooty thing. You know, you're, you're racing around shooting. Now I made the mistake of taking my glasses off thinking it's a ride. You got to take your glasses off. <laughs> so no, everything I'm, is simulated. I'm on this freaking ride with this headset on. Can't see a freaking thing. I'm just <laughs> shooting things blindly. And Did you yeah, kill you, your kids? Like you shoot their cars. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. See, you're on um, each cart has four people and you're, oh. you're on a team. And everyone has to get a hundred coins. And if you get a hundred coins, you beat Bowser or whatever the hell it is. I forget what it is. So, but I was the jerk who only got 30 coins because I couldn't see what the hell I was doing. So <laughs> my, my kids were blowing up. Dad! <laughs> Dad! Oh my God! Dad! He's yeah. <laughs> That's yes. freaking hilarious. But oh it is, yeah, it's it's a it's a physical ride, so it's not it's not like a. We also went on the um the minions ride. Now that was a ride where you're in a capsule, but you just you're looking at a big massive screen, yeah, and you're not moving. It's just kind of moving around. Yeah, and it's Kira like, was like funny. yeah. 
Kara started freaking out because she kind of hates scary rides and she started freaking out. And I said, Kara, look, and I pointed behind us. You could see the wall. And I said, yeah. we're not actually moving. As soon as she saw we weren't moving, she just completely relaxed and had a good time. Yeah. Um, Maya, That's- on the other hand, she, she got motion sickness and oh, was throwing up for about the next hour oh, no. afterwards. Well, I, yeah. I'm really scared of rides too. So yeah. I, that's why I loved Universal Studios because it's it's like simulation. You could pretend you're on it and, yeah. you know, and you don't have to actually go on something that might, you know, kill you. if it. Yeah, well, the, the Mario Cup was like a blend of that. You are still on a physical, you're on a kind of roller coaster thing that does move. It spins around, it goes up and down. But oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of, the, the, it moves yeah. in place, but it doesn't yeah. move like forward. Yes, yeah. yes. It moves, it moves around. You you can see that, you know, you're going through like um, you're going through a tunnel that does have physical items in there. You know, you, there's all sorts of cool Mario stuff, but plus you're also viewing the virtual reality aspect yeah. of it as well. So when I went cool. to Universal Studios, it, I would think I was 14 and it was um, uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Right. And And we had to stop biff from stealing the almanac or something and we were in we were in the back to the future ride and it was so freaking cool i was like yes yeah that's cool so what does it say here yeah then you experience a physical ride that is merged with digital elements for example you shoot targets by looking at them through your ar headset and even compete with other guests as you're playing the game yeah Unless you forget to put your glasses on and then you are a loser. King Kong roars in 3D. The King Kong 360 3D experience is an attraction included in the studio tour at Universal Studios in Hollywood. This ride takes you on an immersive journey through a recreated version of Skull Island. That'd be cool. All guests put on 3D glasses to see the aesthetic and engaging way. That kind of aspect, the 3D glasses, that's been around for a while. Yeah. Rides. The attraction begins with the pre-show experience where visitors are introduced to the backstory of King Kong, yada, yada, yada. The attraction is also notable for its use of sound and special effects, including wind and water elements. So, yeah, that's a 4D experience, that one. Once you get squirted with water and blown by blasts of wind. Did they have that one ride when you went to Universal called the uh, Earth Earthquake? Where, like, you're in a train or something and mm. you're like it simulates like an earthquake happening and then you you actually uh ride into this this uh train station and the street falls down on you and Ugh, like, no. like things crash like the cars crash down and and it was it was extremely awesome no i didn't see that one but we kind of stuck to we were just following where the kids wanted to go um i don't know how i'd like that i've been in an actual earthquake in japan and that was the big one that caused the nuclear disaster so i don't think i would i don't think i would actually like that one because earthquakes they're fucking terrifying yeah because i was i was in goldman sachs at the time when i when i experienced my worst earthquake um it was actually not in new york it was down in south carolina but it moved all the way up to new york and i was in one of the tall buildings and what happened was the tremors we felt it and the building actually swayed and the doors which were uh would 
electronic would open up and shut, open up and shut. And I'm like, what the hell's happening? And then my chair would actually roll back and then roll forward. I'm like, holy, like, and then being where we were in New York, like this was right after the whole 9-11 scare, right? So I'm like, what the hell do I do? I looked down the the office and we were in 200 West Street at the time. This is when we, we went to the new building and we were right diagonal across the street from the old twin tower site and Mm. you saw like these these uh floors held about anywhere from six to nine hundred people they were the size of football fields so all you all i saw was a whole bunch of people running my way uh running down the stairs just panicking and i'm just like sitting there i'm like in shock and and one guy grabs me he's like what are you doing follow us so I, wow. i'm like okay okay and i get up and i i follow them outside and there was a specific place right by the um west side highway that we would all meet in case stuff like this happened but we weren't supposed to leave the building like mm-hmm. unless we were instructed to <laughs> it was, they were like guys like you should not have left the building like this was a Panic mode. earthquake yeah, it, yeah oh everybody panicked yeah. Everybody it, it is a very weird feeling. I know when I first moved to Japan, I lived in an apartment building and yeah, I'd been through a few earthquakes there, like minor ones, but you just feel the whole building kind of sway. And it's a, it feels, it's weird to explain if you've never been in one, it feels weird in your brain. Yeah. Like you can't process what's happening. And oftentimes, like I'd, even when we lived with Maya's mum and dad, which was like a two story house. We'd be sitting there having dinner and you'd just see the light start to move or you'd see the curtains move and like a couple of seconds later, your brain feels, it's like you just got off a boat and you got that kind of weird motiony feeling. But the the big one that happened, um, we were in the the second floor of the house when that happened and that just felt like somebody was pushing the house, like just pushing the whole house over and letting go. And pushing the whole house over and letting go. It wasn't a swaying feeling. It was, you know, violent. And we yeah, were miles was... away from the actual earthquake. So I can't imagine what it was like to we were be really staked. close to it. We were like way ahead of it. Yeah. But like it was a huge one. And yeah. and the tremors hit us. Like, And I wouldn't have even noticed it if I didn't hear the doors because I guess I was just so like into my work. And then when my chair started going, that's when I felt it. And I was like, holy yeah. shit. What your brain involved? takes a minute to work out what's actually <laughs> happening here. You can't. Yeah, yeah I would have never guessed earthquake. Never. Because New York really doesn't feeling. get them. Yeah. Yes. I think the worst yeah, New York gets is hurricanes. That's it. Yeah, that's the one thing I don't miss about Japan is earthquakes. Um, we very rarely get them here in Australia because we're smack bang in the middle of a tectonic plate. <laughs> now we're wildly <laughs> off topic. It's the geography podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just just to wrap up on those theme parks. Yeah, it's places like Universal Studios. They're already heavily leading in that direction of becoming digitized. And yeah, I can very easily see the next evolution of that becoming more immersive. You know, more involved with NFTs and PO apps and all of the rest of it. So yeah. I love the idea of co-ops though. Like for me, I wish, I wish, like, I know we have the the NFT that we only get when going to Genesis week. And that is like, like a, a PO-app, the, the block explorer. Yep. So that's cool. But I can't like 
bring it outside of Upland. <laughs> no, not yet. Yes. Maybe that will maybe that will be one of the announcements too. You know, they're they're talking about the Ethereum bridge and this, that, and the other thing. So yeah, that would be cool. We, oh, it's it's going to be tricky. The, we have very high expectations for the announcements that are coming. They better not disappoint us. <laughs> they better not. I I don't think they will. I really don't think they will, to be quite honest. I I, I mentioned I mentioned uh, last night in the Upland General. Yeah, this Genesis week we need fodder, not fluff. Yeah. Last year we got a lot of fluff. There's a lot of um, fluff. This year we need some fodder. We need some concrete kind of happenings. So. Wait and see. Watch this space. Wait and see. On that note, I think we've tapped out for the week. Yeah. I think we did good. We did all right. If you've stuck around <laughs> with us up to this point, <laughs> give yourself a pat on the back. Well done to you. Also, note, who oh, wants sorry. who? Ooh, I have a challenge. I'm working on <clears throat> some cool art. It's not, it, it's a. Uh, well, you'll see. It's 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 very cool. Um, and if you can, here's here's a challenge, and it's gonna be you get you get an art piece, and everybody can win if all you have to do is do the challenge. Um, put an image that you liked and subscribed to. You like this episode, and you subscribe to the Wine and Cheese YouTube, and you get it. That's it. And put this in MVE contests channel. Right. Put the image in there. And that's all you have to do. Sounds good. Um, speaking of POAPs, are you going to put any kind of NFT together for people that might come and visit you in the booth? Yes. Yes. Ooh, that's legendary. I'm also going to have raffles. I'm going to have uh, where you can get uh free merchandise i'm also gonna print out uh artwork that you'll get as well there's gonna be so much there like so much so much you're already a busy cheese and it sounds like you're about to get even busier yeah that's all right i love this stuff i love it and uh if i didn't have a great team it would be miserable but <laughs> look at your face <laughs> I have a great team. Absolutely. All right. Get us out of it. All right. Stay fresh, cheese bags, and see you in Vegas. Go ahead, get your picky up. Talk about cheese, motherfucker. Go ahead, get your picky up. Go ahead, get your picky up. Go ahead, get your picky up. Talk about cheese, motherfucker. Go ahead, get your picky up. Go ahead, get your picky up. Feel that fire, samurai, riding on the dingo, flying through the sky. Cheese in the house, get hot and dry. Put you with your hairbrush, hit you with the knife. Feel that fire, samurai, riding on the dingo, flying through the sky. Put you with the knife, flying through the sky. Feel that fire, samurai, riding on the dingo, flying through the sky. Cheese in the house, get hot and dry. Put you with your hairbrush, hit you with the knife. Time for wine and cheese. Wine and cheese.
Are you looking for some of that quality outdoor decor? But you got no freaking idea where to go? Well, come on over to Samurai Aquatics and Decor for all your outdoor decor needs. Got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Yeah, just delete that. I'm still not ready. Sorry. Got yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse, do you? Or maybe some kind of crappy ramshackle building that, I don't know, needs a bit of extra spunk to it or something. And stop mucking about and get yourself over to Samurai Aquatics Discord to see all our available stock. We've got loads of different decor to spend your pretend money on. We've got saunas to fire you up and ice baths to chew you the fudge out. Literally stock coming out of our ears. Grills, swings, seating and more. So much more. And if we don't got it, give us a buzz and we can probably make it. Get yourself on over to Samurai Aquatics at 30 Aqua Vista Way in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, Liggety Split, and gorge yourself on outdoor decor.